And welcome back to my Owner's Box interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. Frank Gooding of the Jacksonville Kings. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, sir. I'm so happy to finally have you on the show. Actually, to finally have a member of your team on the show. Because I think you're the only team that I haven't interviewed. Well, yeah, I'm finally glad to finally be on the show. And to catch up, maybe we'll end up getting a number of the uh, members of the team on the show now. We'll try to do some back-to-backs. There you go. They got to play catch-up. Like, I feel you. <laughs> exactly. So we have a lot of new people here and probably some of our veterans. Um, Want to know, who is Frank Goodman? Like, you know, hobbies, interests, who are you as a man, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Well, I um I'm my name's Frank Gooden. I'm born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Um I am a I'm a college professor. I teach at the University of North Florida. I teach in the uh School of Communication. I teach all of our video production classes. I'm also a filmmaker. I have a couple films that are out right now. If any of our listeners are in the mood for a love story, especially considering the fact that Valentine's Day is right around the corner. My first independent feature film is called Love Trap. And if you Google it, you'll see it's all over. It's even being pirated right now on YouTube. So <laughs> check that out. And then um, my first uh, documentary is called The 904. And that was um, that's an Emmy Award winning film. Shot all about Jacksonville. And, you know, so, um, you know, my passion is filmmaking. I teach video production and, you know, that's sort of my passion, so. Oh, that is fantastic. See, I never knew that. Never knew that. That is awesome. So I will be looking for, um, what did you say the name of the movie was? Trap? Love Trap. Love Two trap? words. Love Trap. Love Trap. I will definitely be looking for that. Guys, see, so many good people that are involved in the league doing positive and fantastic things, you know? It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's definitely one of the advantages of the league. You know, diverse skills, diverse talents, all good people. Absolutely. So, burning question in my mind. Um, Your recent name change for your team. You were the Tallahassee Pride, and now you're the Jacksonville Kings. So, why did you choose to change the name, A, and B, knowing that you are from Jacksonville, why didn't you name it Jacksonville from the start? Right. So, you know what? I'll take the second question first. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. You know, when um, when I joined the league, was privileged to be able to join the league as an owner back in season five. Um, the league was, as you might guess, a whole lot smaller then. And, um, you know, Jacksonville, I wasn't feeling our football team. And that was, the, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I wanted to create a team in this uh, digital space that didn't put people in the mind of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I went to uh, school in Tallahassee. And that's a, Tallahassee is a college town. It's also a football town with the, uh, the FSU uh, Seminoles. And, you know, they have a winning tradition. Um, they also have FAMU, Florida A&M University. Mm-hmm. Also had a winning tradition, um, and so it was like, you know what? I, 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 I went to school there, got my MFA in filmmaking there. It's a football town, 
I'm going to go ahead and name my team for, you know, after Tallahassee and just try to distance myself from Jacksonville. And so that's what happened. I don't want people to just think about the Jaguars. But then, as you know, the um, as the way the, the SFL has grown tremendously since that time, and here recently um, with our you know, international uh, broadcast deal with 11 Sports and all the other developments, I felt like it was time to now sort of begin to take advantage of of being able to do some good things here in the home market, considering that, you know, we're blowing up like that. So I felt like it was time to make a move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we went ahead and made it. And then, I, you know, I always liked, um, I always liked our mascot. We have always going with that lion logo. Right. We want to just change the state, you know, change, make a move without changing the name of the team. So felt like we can go with just a different name, go from the pride, you know, that being sort of the pride of Lions, instead to, you know, Lion Kings, Jacksonville Kings. And so that's, a, that's what I decided to do. Fantastic. I'm glad. So you heard it here. Yeah. I, I love when I have, you know, you guys on here, when I'm asking questions that are kind of burning in everybody's mind. And when you're actually able to answer that, it's beautiful. Another question that's burning in some people's mind are, um, what made you take six defensive backs this season? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the coaches, and it's probably a few of us here I can name, um, that, that we like to try to push the envelope. <laughs> Mighty. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, with our team build, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's like you have to take, you know, be, sort of not be afraid to be one of the first people to step out and try something different. Okay. And, you know, I've always been that way, um, that sometimes it's not always successful. Like, for example, in season seven, where I tried to make only uh, going with two tight ends and one single wide receiver work. And, and throwing every every all the other talent on defense, and I just didn't worry. We had our only losing season um, since we've been in, in existence. We only won three games, I believe, that season. Mm, okay. But that didn't, yeah, that didn't deter me. And so, you know, we were the first team in season ten to field um, a full uh, defensive line. And that was in season 10. And I remember all the pundits and all the, you know, prognosticators, everybody saying they know that it was, that was hard, a horrible decision. You don't put that much time on the line. You don't need that much. But we went 12-0 uh, in the regular season <laughs> that season. And, and, you know, Alaska got us in the championship game. And so this season with, um, with uh, a full defensive back, um, you know, a backfield full of defensive backs, I decided that we, I wanted to see whether or not um, these SFL offenses, uh, passing offenses, could really, really stand up to being uh, challenged, really, um, defensively. Okay. Our talent at every single, every single spot, and, you know, as you probably recognize also, we brought in a, an inside linebacker and an outside linebacker. Um, really, really talented guys um, uh, in Guy and in Lawless. Mm -hmm. But this whole back now, the entire defense and our dime defense is going to have talent. Let's see if these if these teams can throw on us now. 
So that's what, you know, so it's like an experiment. We feel real confident in it. We, we especially as the defense progresses and gets stronger and stronger, we think that when we get these teams in these long, uh, down the distance situations, um, they're going to have a challenge trying to complete passes on us. I mean, clearly, because I'm looking at your latest results. And when you played Seattle, you just gave up 24 points. <laughs> but, I mean, you made them give up 42. I mean, with Florida, you, you guys only gave up 12. Um, looks like the Atlanta game is where you kind of struggled, giving up 27. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so what do you think the difference is between – those games were? Well, the first game with Atlanta, Atlanta is coming out smoking hot. They've got a plan. They have been a team on the uptake now um, for several seasons now, just getting better and better. And Atlanta's the truth now. They're flat out, and their record shows it. And with the first game of the season, you know, when you don't have tape on a team, um, you sort of put, you know, a defensive plan in place that you think might work, but you don't really, you know, it's kind of a shot in the dark. We, when there's always kind of a, a crapshoot when it comes to uh, putting your offense and defensive plan together. And you can't, you can't be, you know, you can't be slipping against a team like Atlanta, and they were able to complete some plays on us. Mm. Yeah, we focused on that and um, put something together so that when we played Florida, you know, in their house, we were able to get, I believe it, it's, it's definitely a team record, something like 17 passes defended, maybe more. Mm. You know, that might be a league record. And, you know, so we, we wanted to make sure that uh, teams, like our new teams are going to look at that Atlanta performance and think, hey, they can throw the ball on us. No, we need to, you know, kind of tighten that up a little bit. So um, we were able to carry that over in our Seattle game as well. Gotcha. So how is um, Sir Chappelle doing as your, I think he's the defensive coordinator, right? That's right, he is. And he has been awesome. He's been a blessing right from game one. Um, He is a talented, outstanding defensive coordinator. He's thorough. He does uh, the majority of the scouting on both offense and defense. Mm. Um, and he's a worker. You know, he came in, and as soon as he signed with the team, he showed that he was committed to, you know, bringing his A game, bringing the best that he can, uh, game in and game out. And we have, we are a stronger team because of uh, because of him, both as a defensive coordinator and because of him as a player on the field as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So, what makes the Jacksonville? locker room lively besides winning like why would anybody want to be a part of the Jacksonville squad we got a lot of eccentric individuals in our locker room everybody loves to have fun mm-hmm. um, and really it's like we just got a lot of people who are, are really really sharp they study the game and they study the game all in unique ways um, so you know, from, from the football side, it's just a lot of really, really great minds that come together. And, you know, when I open, when we plan for our future opponent, I open that up to get everyone, anyone that cares to share any thoughts about anything they see on the opponent, any strengths, weaknesses, anything that we can exploit. 
Mm-hmm. Ideas about what we can do. I, they, they all chime in. We have a good time with that. Um, and then we have everybody knows their role. You know, we just created a new analytics team um, with uh, Jack Wall, um, Hunter, uh, Hunter, I think Hunter Jones is on the team. It's a brand new team. So I got to remember everybody that's on it. Um, I think Ken Gossett's on it, you know, and they all get together and they are putting together, they analyze um, statistics in a way that I don't think a lot of teams do, and that helps to prepare us when the time comes for, you know, we want to make a decision about, you know, an opponent. Gotcha. Yeah. And then that's that's absolutely wonderful because I noticed that you you guys are one of the teams that find themselves in the playoffs and in the championship a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was going to ask you, tell me all your secrets. Like, what's... <laughs> In the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, like, what is your what is your key? What do you think the key is? Well, the key factor that you are doing to allow yourself to con- continue to make the playoffs season after season, even the championship. You know, because when I first started season eleven, like before I actually officially started, it was I watched the championship game between. Um, then the Tallahassee Pride in Alaska. That drew me in, you know, just from the plays that you guys were doing and the excitement of Cam's voice. I think it was Cam and Andy on that call, but it's crazy, you know. And that was one of the things that drew me in. And I noticed how everybody loved Tal, 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 even to this day. They know the name has changed, <laughs> but they would, you would forever be Tal, Tal, Tal. So what's your, what, what do you do? What is your formula? Well, and, you know, let me go back real quick because I want to make sure that I get my analytics team right because they're going to kill me in the locker room if I don't. And that, that was um, not Hunter Jones, but Hunter Norwood. Ah. The analytics team, yeah. We have a different team that Hunter Jones is on. So I didn't want to get roped up in my own locker room after they hit it. So. No, you don't need that. But, to, um, yeah, to answer your question, um, well, first of all, you know, it, it, it really does start with an understanding of the game itself. Okay. And that I I personally have played this game since you know the week that it came out. Oh, okay. You know, our pro football two K eight is a is our engine, and you know you, if you understand our base engine and understand how you know the football concepts translate to this to the game itself, then of course that gives you a really strong fundamental base to work from on on being able to come up with concepts and then execute them in the SFL. So it starts there, but then we have such strength all up and down our team. It really is a team effort. So, you know, everybody comes in, you know, at one point we had a really, really strong, um, right now he's doing a little bit uh, less scouting, but um, we had a really, really strong scouting um, from several members on our team. Um, and, you know, right now they, they sort of switch out. We have different people doing different scouts at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, we, if you scout well and then you plan well, I mean, I wonder if you can you feel free if you want me to get a little bit more specific. But, you know, yes. we've been doing this uh, sort of year in and year out, being very, very specific about, how we go from game to game and not taking anything for granted. Mm-hmm. 
um, that's that's really is the formula. You got to pay attention. You have to do your scouting, and you have to put together a plan uh, based on your scouting. Now, I remember having a conversation with Mighty, and he told me that every year he pretty much throws away his playbook and starts from scratch. Do you think that that is a good idea, perhaps to keep other teams from figuring you out? Um, it probably is. You don't want to, I mean, if that's kind of what he does, and I'm not so sure, I'm not necessarily, that might have been a little gamesmanship. I don't know if he necessarily does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he does. If you have him on next, you can actually have him confirm that. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, man, I'm sure, I know he told you that, but I'm just wondering if that's a little gamesmanship because in studying his team, we have found tendencies that they um, that they certain very strong offensive tendencies. Mm. That's why we've been able, you know, one of the few teams here here lately. Even though they they got us early in the first few times that we met, and those times, of course, were the biggest games of the of the season mm-hmm. in the championship games. I believe now we've beaten them either the last two out of three times, or maybe the last three out of four, or something like that. Here in these later ones, we've got the edge, and that's because we studied them. And no, they have they have strong offensive tendencies, and I'm not so sure that they actually do that. So to answer your question, um, I think that it's always good to analyze your team and play to your team's strengths. You got to know what they are. And then you got to put a playbook together that can ca- capitalize that. And then you always fine-tune it based on your opponent. You know, if your opponent happens to have strengths that kind of match your strengths or nullify your strengths, then you need to be able to plan in a way that you can pivot so that, that, so that you don't get shut down. Gotcha. So, yeah. So it really, for me, is all about paying attention game to game. If you do the same thing over and over again, teams do catch up with you in this league. They catch up. They figure you out, and that has happened to me personally. You know, so, so yeah, so I, I think that's it. Be ready to change when you need to, but don't change if you, if you have a strength, if you're strong in the running game and you're catching a team that's not so, so you know, strong in run defense, you run it down their throat. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's right. That's right. Gotcha. So expansion 2020 is coming up, and I've been asking everyone lately their thoughts on where the team should go, maybe who should receive one, team logo. What are your thoughts? Specifically about what again? About expansion 2020. If there's someone that you would think that deserves a team, that you know has been looking for one, um, maybe a particular place that you would like to see an expansion team or um, even what their logo should be? I see. Well, so whenever we have expansion, you know, as you know, owners get together and we vote on um, the application uh, applicants. Right. And so I really do. I mean, there are a lot of, of, of uh, there's talent all the way all across the league. People are put in time and coaching as well as, for example, you know, people on my team, uh, Christian Christensen, he's our GM, as well as uh, Chappelle with, uh, with defensive coordinator, and that's just my team. There are people all across the league that sort of put in time. So I don't necessarily want to, you know, say make a recommendation on who I think should get a team okay. because the competition is fierce. Okay. There's a lot of good people here who are certainly qualified. It's just a matter of... Um, 
you know how their application uh, what, how how their application uh, comes across. Being an owner now is I wouldn't want to be one of those people that applied now because being an owner now of a team is is a lot more detailed, a lot more nuanced than it was when I came in in season five. Mm. And you had to, you know, you have to handle not only the business, the uh, the football side of it, but now we have a very active business side um, in our in our partnership with the commissioner Cameron Irvine to make sure that we handle certain business uh, aspects of owning a team now. So yeah, it's, so it's hard to say up front here, you know, like who should get a team. Gotcha. It really is wise to kind of sit back and let the applications come in and let everybody give everybody an equal chance to kind of state their case. Okay. And let that be, yeah, you know, let that be based on how active they are. Even you know, there could be some new person who just joined relatively recently who is a hard worker, and they may make a really strong case that they should get a team. You never know. Hmm. Interesting. That's very interesting. Um, so what are your thoughts on where a team should go? Do you have uh, maybe a specific market that people should probably strive for that you're thinking? Because I was always thinking about maybe another international team. Mm-hmm. That could always help. It's funny. Like I'm, I'm probably a bad interview on that because I really like to let the owner, the potential owner, mm-hmm. um, kind of figure out where they should be. Like I really, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it could definitely be international, which would be good. But then there are a lot of places right here in, you know, the continent of the United States that could be, you know, mm-hmm. just as just as good for location. Gotcha. Um, it's, yeah, you know, and I, I like your point, though. Yeah, you make a good point. Internationally, it's always good to grow the league. And so there's, there's I think there are real positives to, you know, exploring the, the potential of a more international teams. Right. Tokyo Samurais, I'm telling you. Yeah, you know, I mean, think about that. That's hot, what you just said. <laughs> we exactly. Need to... The uniforms be clean, too. Oh, black, silver. See, I got ideas, but uh, I don't think I'd want to, I don't think I'm I'm ready for a team, honey. That's Well, oh. anybody who's listening to this podcast now, they need to take some notes. Okay. For what you're saying, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, you know, yeah. but for me, I really do like to sit back and kind of let the chips fall where they may on that. Okay, that's respectable. And I just got a couple more questions for you, and I'll let you go. Okay. Have you actually played sports? Yes. So um, I was I'm fairly active, nothing serious, you know, but I did actually play a little football as a kid. Okay. Played a little football, intramural flag football in college. Again, nothing serious at all. Um, and then I played a lot of basketball. Um, and again, not not as serious, but a little more serious about basketball than, than football. Okay, sounds good. Two main, yeah, you know, and so that's where you know something like the SFL, of course, fits right in that pocket because it's always you know it's for those of us who have either played sports or um, didn't play sports and but wanted to you know sort of move move into that arena mm-hmm. and are very competitive. It gives us that opportunity to compete. Um, in, in, in a lot of the similar ways that we did when we, you know, was just out there on the in the playground basketball court or football football field. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, what is your season? What is your aspirations 
ultimately for season 14? Well, season 14, as you might guess, is uh, we won't be happy unless we win the chip. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we have been disappointed now, um, you know, for the seasons that we've gotten close. But we are very optimistic that, you know, we will have an excellent chance um, this season. We feel like we put a team together that can move the ball. And we feel like we put a defense on the field that will be tough to uh, to move the ball on. You know, so we're going to be a hard out for whoever whoever comes up, um, either you know to our stadium, uh, the King's Lair, or you know if we can go to their stadium. It's gonna, we're not going to be a pushover, and we're not planning on that. So that's always the goal for us. Gotcha. Okay, listen, I got one more question. I mean, we're just, you know, really having a conversation, man. It's like, yeah. as you're talking, it's like I could think of, like, at least ten more, but I'm only going to ask one more. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not in the rush, so whatever, oh. I'm on your time. You take your time. All right, sounds good. Um, since you've been here since season five, how, in, in your opinion and in your experiences, how has the league changed from season five all the way up until now? Dramatic. All right. Dramatic change, absolutely. Um, I mean, season five, we had not yet introduced the idea of use of owner uh, user players mm-hmm. in the league. And so, just imagine, you know, in season five, you're not, you don't even have the concept of uh, a fully applied concept of um, of user players, and so you're not even having sort of the the energy that we have right now with user players coming in and you know right now we have 10 15 coming into the discord every day now saying i want in i want to have i want a player so i can have my name called that wasn't even in existence in season five uh the games themselves you know were being viewed by you know maybe 10 15 viewers at a time we were happy if we got 30 (laughs) this is before twitch or um, of course, before any of the you know TV deals or anything, and even before, um, I was one of the people that introduced the, the uh, commitment to stepping up sort of the production of videos with you know bringing some of the expertise I have in video production to some of the presentation. Mm-hmm. And you know, all, all all the commission needed to do was see that, and then he turned it up another level from there. You know, but it was everything was really, really different and just much smaller. Um, you know, back then, and in some very interesting ways. You know, you had told me that you know, you know just a few seasons later, a couple years later, we would be, you know, all international with our reach now on 11 sports, having many, many thousands of people, you know, be able to watch it live on TV, um, you know, and, and the ultimate exposure of really up to millions, really. I would have I would have said, wow, you know, that's the goal, and I would have been happy, but you would never have been able to kind of predict where we are now, and we're not even, we haven't even gotten to where we will go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This this league has the potential to do so many great things, and we're definitely on that path to do so with great people like you and um, Liam, you know, contributing to the web, you know, web as a webmaster and yeah. just everybody playing their roles and just mm-hmm. trying with the same goal in mind. 
That's right. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. So what do you think about... For teens, you know what I'm saying? Right now we at 20, you know, only had maybe, what, 8, 10, 12 maybe, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. This is a different league. Definitely, definitely. So what are your thoughts about um, SFLM? Well, I, that's not out yet. And we're going to get some of those details coming up. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Very, I will say that it is an exciting, exciting, exciting way for our rookies to get involved into the system and actually get right in line and get in, in on a team. Um, it'll be, you know, it's a minor league team. And, and get on track, you know, towards building their career. Um, and so it's just going to be, you know, again, our commissioner is going to drop those details. They'll probably be out by the time this interview airs. Uh, we're not live now, right? We, we're going to be, or I don't know if we are, but, you know, it's going to come out. And when it does, um, we're going to have a lot of reason to be excited. Awesome. Awesome. And no, we're not live right now. This is, you know, I usually just record mine and just put it out there. And I don't really do any of the the um, edits, things like that. You know, I kind of like just for it to be a, a nice conversation, you know, so. Like it to flow. Yeah. Exactly. And with that, sir, I thank you so much for taking the time out with me to chill. And you are invited on. Anytime you and guys want to come on, please feel free to do so. Okay, I'll definitely put the word out, and I look forward to hearing more from me. I know what's going to happen. My guys are going to get on, and they're going to get me good because I wasn't naming the names and forgetting people, and here we go. I I already know now I'm about to get it in the locker room. Well, no, actually, I wasn't going to let you skate by that easily, sir. What we like to do around here is give you the last word. So if if there is a shout-out that you want to give, if you want to – Recite a poem. If you want to sing a song, right now is the time to do so. So yours. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So since I'm thinking about me forgetting names, I'm gonna give a, a quick shout to uh, to Quan Hill. He was he's our defensive end, and he held it down when you were asking that question about the part of our secret. He was one of a couple, you know, that held it down for us um, uh, with some really insightful and different kinds of scouting sort of kind of pushed the envelope there. He's gotten busy here lately, so, you know, now scouting uh, falls mostly to Chappelle, so Chappelle, and he is holding it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, we, you, you, when you, whenever you have a successful team, I always remember that this is a team, team effort, and we need to make sure that everybody on the team um, feels uh, appreciated for the hard work that they put in, and there's a lot, you know, a lot of that going on on, on the Jacksonville Kings. And so I'm just so appreciative to be, you know, in a leadership position of these uh, good men, these good people, um, all coming together for a common cause and try to do something special here in the SFL. And I'll leave it at that. Fantastic, sir. Beautifully <laughs> done. Beautifully put. But you have a great night, and I'm looking forward to seeing you out there on the field. And who knows, you know, maybe the Scorpions will be taking on the Kings in the championship. You know, got to get together. There you go. You're right. We look forward to it then. Bring it on. All right. I'm not scared of you, Frank. Trust me. I'm not scared of you, USDC. Bring it. (laughs) All right. Y'all, you have a good night.
All right. You do the same. I had a good time. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure getting to know Frank and to bring this podcast to you. I really enjoyed doing my owner's box interviews as well as all interviews because everyone has a different personality, a different perspective to bring, and I'm here to experience all of it. So with that being said, if you are looking forward to being on the owner's box interview or any of my other interviews, please DM me. Let me know what's a good time and we can schedule it. I do have another podcast coming out this week, hopefully, in regards to week three and how everything went down, so stay tuned for that. Y'all have a fantastic day or night whenever you decided to listen to this. I do appreciate you. And Striker out. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing tonight? I'd like to welcome to the stage the lyrically acclaimed... I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase. He went from ashy to classy. <laughs> I like that. So everybody in the house, give a warm round of applause for the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> the notorious B.I.G. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him, y'all. Uh. Up in this broke is me. I like that. When I was young, I had two male leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. My flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's the with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this hockey. Rob a ball of friends watching. That's uh-huh. clock. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. This crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at that man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, ah, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Put me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, water crunch, pancakes, Oscars, and blue and white duck. That's the